Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Kaiju Carnage. I am your host, Cal the Kaiju Guy. And today, I'm going to be talking about a movie that, um... Whew, it was, uh, it was something, let me, let me tell you. And, uh, I'm, I'm very, I'm very disappointed because pretty much ever since this movie got announced that it was happening, I was very much looking forward to it, um seeing the promo images and the cover art, like I have a poster of the cover art of this film in my little kaiju corner that I've got, and yeah, I, I was super, super excited about this movie, and then I got it, I've had it pretty much ever since it released, I pre-ordered it and all of that kind of stuff, and yeah, like I've just, I hadn't sat down to watch it yet, because I didn't know... I kind of expected, like, uh, you know, this may not be the best movie that there is, so I was kind of holding off on watching it and decided to go ahead and do an episode on it and finally sit down and watch it. And, yeah, it was uh, it was rough. But, yeah, the movie I'm talking about today is War of the God Monsters. It is a 1985 Korean kaiju film. Quote, unquote, kaiju film. And... I say that because, like, you know, I'll I'll definitely go into uh, into detail about that later on. But I don't have a whole lot of uh, production notes and things like that to really tell you because there's not a lot out there that's really known about this movie or anything. But um, yeah, guys, this 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 movie was rough. <laughs> it was um, you know, I've, I've talked about before that I love watching, like, bad movies and, and things like that. And I can get a kick out of, like, bad movies and all of that. But uh, as far as this film is concerned, I could not find, like, any entertaining value about this film whatsoever. It was just flat out bad. And if if you like it, if you've seen it, and, you know, you like it, and for your own little reasons and all of that kind of stuff, more power to you. But I, I absolutely do not fall into the category of those that like this film, not even as guilty pleasure. There's just, there's a lot wrong with it. Um, pretty much the main thing that is wrong with it is that whenever, in the beginning of the episode, whenever I said something along the lines of, you know, it's a Korean quote-unquote kaiju film the reason i say that is because yes the narrative paints this as a kaiju film and the cover of it makes it seem like yes it is a kaiju film it is officially categorized as a kaiju film with all of that said 100 percent of the kaiju footage that's used in this movie is stock footage from various like franchises and uh, other productions dealing with kaiju, primarily the Ultraman franchise, um, like the original Ultraman, the Return of Ultraman, Ultraman Ace, you know, like things like that. It's it's almost exclude, and there there's also a Taiwanese uh, film. I think is uh the film was called The Founding of like the the Ming Dynasty or something like that. But yeah, it's just like tuh. 
Like, I've got it on right now, just because this, this is a review that I'm doing, but I have the sound on mute. So the, the film is on right now, and I'm kind of, you know, watching it and seeing some of the things that, you know, I saw. But the basic premise is that there is a scientist, and he's trying to prove that dinosaurs slash monsters still exist. And a, a pretty good chunk of the movie is him just kind of walking around and exploring and he's finding like bones and remains and things like that and he's trying to get people trying to convince people that these monsters and things like that still exist and there's a reporter that's involved that like comes to stay with him and be the quote-unquote house cleaning lady of his house and all of that and you know as far as the narrative goes yes the kaiju exist, they show up, you know, and like whenever one comes to shore, it leaves footprints and he goes out to the shore and he finds the footprints and, oh, look what I found, you know, like monsters do exist and all that. Nobody believes him or anything like that. And then the, the climax of the film is the kaiju, it's about six or seven of them, you know, they all show up and start wreaking havoc on the city that they're in. But considering it's almost entirely shot, or the kaiju stuff at least, is pretty much entirely shot with stock footage, it really takes you out of the moment. It really takes you out of the movie. To where like you're, you're watching this and it's like, oh, here come the kaiju. And you see the kaiju and you're like, well, I recognize that kaiju. That's from Ultraman. Or I recognize that kaiju, that's from Ultraman Ace. And, well, they're just replaying an entire scene from this particular Ultraman series. Uh, there were two dragons that were from the Taiwanese film that um, they just kind of, like, randomly show up and they're fighting and, <laughs> like, you know, and, like, there wasn't really any context to them showing up. And there was no context to them being gone. It's just they were like, hey, let's insert this footage of these two dragons duking it out. And all of the kaiju footage is pretty much done like that. Like, it just seems like so much of it is just thrown in for the sake of throwing it in. Like, it's kind of like, okay, well, we're gonna... We need a kaiju for this scene, so let's just take this stock footage and throw it in there. But they don't even splice the stock footage together very, very well. Like, there's a part in the movie where one of the kaiju shows up, and it rises up out of the water. And the military show up, and they're fighting it, and they're shooting missiles at it, and all of that kind of stuff. And you see, like, there are scenes of it in the water that it's being attacked and all of that. And then out of nowhere, there's a scene that lasts, like, maybe three or four seconds... It's now all of a sudden on land, the military is still attacking it, and then like, you know, the camera pans off to the jets flying around and all that, and when we see the kaiju again, it's back in the middle of the ocean. So they didn't even really splice the stock footage together all that well, because, and it's just, it's sprinkled with things like that in this movie. I will go on ahead and say, that I'm a firm believer that you cannot truly judge a movie until there are multiple viewings of that movie. 
And a few examples that I have personally of that is Thor, The Dark World. You guys know that I'm a massive Thor fan, not just from Marvel Comics, but from uh, actual Norse mythology. I was a fan of Thor, like the myths concerning Thor, before I even found out that Marvel Comics had a version of Thor. And he's considered to be not only one of my favorite mythological characters, but he's also one of my favorite uh, comic book characters of all time. Uh, I have yet to see Love and Thunder, by the way. But, um, so, Thor The Dark World comes out. I was pumped. I was hyped. Couldn't wait to go see it. I went and watched it in theaters, and I walked out extremely disappointed. Like, I just had so many issues and so many problems with the movie to where I was like, like, I would tell anybody, like, I flat out didn't like it. It was just, bleh. But... Whenever it did come out on home media, since I am a completist, whenever it comes to characters and things that I like, trust me, I own media on things that I do not like, just so I could say it goes with my collection and I completed it, I went on ahead and bought The Dark World on DVD. And I was like, well, since I got it, I'll go on ahead and watch it again. And I watched it again. And knowing what it was going to be about, that it was going to be a very, like, B-movie, it was not going to be taken seriously or anything and all of that, I enjoyed it a little more the second time around. And I've actually watched it a third time since then, and I still enjoyed it. So... You know, if I would have only saw it just that one time in theaters, I would still to this day be like, no, I hate I hate The Dark World. That's a terrible movie. They butchered my boy Thor. They butchered um, uh, Malekith and all that kind of stuff. Like, just no, I'm, I'm done. Like, I do not like the movie and all that kind of stuff. Like, just whatever. But I viewed it two times since, and I was like, no, it's actually, it's actually decent. It's not as bad as I was you know, letting on to believe and all of that kind of stuff. It's just, it's not bad. So another example that I have is Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. I went to theaters and watched Dawn of Justice. I walked out with a very love-hate relationship with the movie. There were things about it that I really, really liked. There were other things about it that I really, really hated with everything that I had. And then naturally, you know, all of the... <clears throat> The stuff about like with Zack Snyder and the studio cut a whole lot of scenes from the film and all of that kind of mess. It, they talked about there was going to be an Ultimate Edition. So the Ultimate Edition comes out, which was his actual vision for the movie. And so I bought that. And I want everyone to know that I felt this way about this movie while at the same time being a diehard Zack Snyder fan. I love Watchmen. I love 300. I enjoyed Sucker Punch. Like I love his take on Dawn of the Dead, like I'm, you know, and movies that he's come out with since, like Army of the Dead, um, he produced Army of Thieves, like I'm, I'm a big Zack Snyder fan. The Owls of Gahul, I believe that's how you pronounce that, I really enjoyed that film, like, <clears throat> and I'm looking forward to Rebel Moon, but I just, when it came to Dawn of Justice, I was just like, God, like this is the... This is the oddity. Like, this is the one out of Zack Snyder's films to where I'm like, I love it and I hate it at the same time. And so, the Ultimate Edition comes out, I watch it, and while a lot of the extra scenes, like, really brought together a little bit more context to a lot of the scenes and it made things make a little bit more sense, 
ultimately, I still had the same opinion about the film. Like, you know, I was just like, nah, I just, I can't get past things about it that I did not like. And I'm not going to jump into all of the details because I could, I could do like an hour and a half episode about things that Dawn of Justice got right and things that Dawn of Justice got wrong. But, um, but just little side notes. I loved Ben Affleck's Batman. Henry Cavill's Superman is top notch. I love the final fight between them and Doomsday, even though, uh, that also coincides with something that I hate about the movie, which, with, which is, I hate that version of Doomsday. But, you know, it is what it is. But, anywho, so, you know, whenever Justice League was coming out, I was like, I rewatched Man of Steel. I love Man of Steel, by the way. It's uh, my favorite Superman film and one of my favorite comic book movies of all time. And I watched Man of Steel again, and I was like, ah, I'll go on ahead and watch Dawn of Justice again. I watched Dawn of Justice again. Still about, you know, the same opinion and all of that kind of stuff. And then I watched uh, Joss Whedon's version of Justice League, and we all know how that went. And then Zack Snyder ended up getting his version of Justice League released, the Snyder Cut. And I love the Snyder Cut. So we go from, I like, I love Man of Steel. I love the Snyder Cut of Justice League. I don't give a flying hoot about Dawn of Justice. I really don't. And, you know, I've caught some some crap from uh, a lot of fans of Zack Snyder and all of that kind of stuff because of my opinion of Dawn of Justice because uh, so many people love to categorize that film as a masterpiece, which I do not believe it is. And, you know, it is what it is. But I've viewed Dawn of Justice enough times now to where, like, I will openly tell people I do lean more towards enjoying it versus disliking it even though there are still plenty of things about it that I dislike. So, with all of that said, I know that doesn't have anything to do with kaiju or anything like that, but I just wanted to give you guys some examples that my opinion can and will change whenever it comes to movies that I did not like. And a lot of times it happens whenever I go into a movie and I'm expecting one thing and I get something else. Like, I had always heard that this film had used extensive stock footage. But, um, actually witnessing it and seeing the stock footage spliced in with the film, it just, like, really took me out of, like, you know, and I'm just, I'm gonna go ahead and talk about, like, something else real quick. Because, like I said, I've got the movie playing right now on mute. And there's a scene, spoiler alert, there's a scene where a, a woman comes in and she's trying to find the the dad of this film. And she sees these covers that makes it look like he's sleeping or something like that. And whenever she pulls the covers back, there is a snake that's under the covers. And you see that it is a real snake. You see that the snake is moving. You see that, like, you know, it is very obviously a real snake for production, as far as production was concerned, you know what I mean? And turns out it was like it was a prank that the little girl in the film was playing on the woman, and the little girl comes up and picks it up, and it is a very stiff toy snake 
that doesn't move and the little girl's like, you know, waving it at her face and everything like, ha ha ha, got you and, and all that kind of stuff. And like, I get, like, I understand what they were doing. Like they wanted to show the, um, you know, they wanted to get like a scare out of the audience that like, you know, because a lot of people are afraid of snakes. I'm deathly afraid of snakes. And they wanted to get a reaction out of the audience. They wanted them to jump or, you know, something like that. And so that's why they used a real snake for that scene. But it just, it's things like that that just, it doesn't make any sense to where it's like, okay, I just actually witnessed a real snake on that screen. Like it was moving and, and all of that kind of stuff. And then the very next scene is like, oh, nope, it was a toy. It's not even in the same pose that they had to snake in whenever they put it under the covers. Like it was just, it, it, it didn't make any sense whatsoever. And, um, yeah, like, and here's, see, this part here, I actually laughed at. There, there's a scene where a uh, homeboy, you know, just trying to prove that the monsters and dinosaurs are still real and all of that. He's walking along on the beach or something like that, and he's looking for evidence, and a monster had walked up on shore, like, the night before or earlier that day or something and left footprints. And as he's just walking along, you know, not, not thinking anything of it, um, he just loses, he's looking straight forward. There's nothing obstructing his view and he's just like walking. And then all of a sudden he just trips and falls in a hole. And whenever he stands up, it's like, it's, it's a footprint, you know, like, and so he, um, he takes out a measuring tape and like measures it. And like the, another really funny part about this was like, he starts grabbing like the gravel and the soil that's in the footprint and all of that. And he just grabs two big handfuls of it and shoves it in his face. And he goes, it smells of beast, you know, like, first of all, how, 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 how do you know what, what these beasts even smell like? And two, you're literally in a footprint and there are other footprints like on the beach. Why do you have to smell the soil to find out if it smells like beast whenever you're, you're literally like, there's the evidence footprints. And like, what, what's silly to me is that like, you know, towards the end of the film where he's been trying to prove that these monsters exist, um, the girl that's in the film, she takes photos of the, uh, of the kaiju and she's like, she gives them to him and it's like, here you go. Here's your proof that there are actually kaiju, even though like five minutes later, um, <laughs> you know, the kaiju all come ashore and start attacking everything and all of that. So it was kind of pointless. The whole thing of her taking pictures was a very pointless narrative for the film. But, um, you know, you can't help but sit there and be like, why doesn't this dude just take pictures of the footprints? Like, why doesn't. You know, like, I mean, it's just, it's, it's weird. It's a very weird film. Um, like they find eggs, they find kaiju eggs, don't do anything for any type of evidence to, to show like, here's the footprints, here's the eggs and all that kind of stuff. It's just like, he goes out, he looks for all this evidence, he finds the evidence and then he's come, he comes back and he's like, I have evidence and they're like, show it to us. And he's like, well, uh, uh, I, I don't, I don't actually have it on me. <laughs> you know, it's like, 
God, like it. Uh, uh, this movie here was like <laughs> I texted a uh, Kid Kong while I was watching this film, uh, and I straight up told him I said this is probably the worst kaiju film I've ever seen in my life. And he was like, really? And I said, yeah. And, you know, he's like, that's saying something. Because I've seen a good deal of kaiju films. I've seen a good deal of bad kaiju films. And to openly state that this is the worst one I've ever seen... And here's a scene that I'm looking at now, which I'm also going to, to point out, you know, like I said, all of the kaiju scenes is stock footage from like Ultraman and all of that kind of stuff. However, they wanted to use some type of original production dealing with kaiju and all of that in, in this film to where like whenever a human is trying to hide from a kaiju, like they use these giant props, they did build these giant props that was supposed to symbolize the feet of the kaiju and the legs and all of that and show them like walking and all of that. But the legs that the props that they made to symbolize, oh, this is the kaiju and all of that. It looks nothing like the legs and or the feet of the kaiju that they're using in stock footage to where like, there will be a scene to where, like, the kaiju is a giant bird. Has clawed feet and all of that kind of stuff. The prop that they used for the feet to just have on camera to show it, like, walking by, it literally just looks like a giant gray boot. And you could tell that, like, you know, you could tell just by looking at it, like, it's just, it's, that they're just controlled by wires or something and they're just moving and like setting it down they're not moving like it's not coherent the way that they're moving or anything like that like it just it just doesn't match up and here we are now we're to the part where another kaiju has uh has shown up mind you a lot of this stuff didn't make any sense because in the beginning like kaiju were showing up and they're destroying like power plants and things like that and it's very obvious that people are seeing these kaiju but throughout the movie the guy is still like i've got to prove that these things exist like dude they destroyed an entire power plant there, there are workers there they they saw it they ran from it like they they yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, like holy mackerel this movie here and yeah it just it just doesn't, nope, <laughs> I'm sorry guys, like I really, I really wanted to have like a decent episode where I could be like, oh, this is a very, you know, small hidden gem of a kaiju film and I highly recommend it and all that kind of stuff, but it's to the point now to where like, you know what, you know what, no, no, I will recommend this film, I will recommend this film so that other people can watch it so that they can see how terrible it is, and like I said, like, you know, after another viewing or two, my opinion may change to where I'm like, okay, it's not as bad as I thought it was, and I was a little overly harsh to it and everything. I mean, like, just re-watching it now while I'm doing this review, with it being on mute, like, I'm, you know, I'm, like, I'm not looking away from the screen, like, I'm obviously watching it, but, um, yeah, it just, whew, oh boy, howdy. But, yeah, guys, um... 
So yeah, it was released in South Korea in 1985. The production went all through uh, like 1984. And it had never been released here in the States until SRS Cinema. You guys have heard me mention SRS Cinema more than once. They got the distribution rights to release it here in the United States in January of 2021. So that's whenever I pre-ordered it. That's whenever I got it. Um, I've got like I got the Blu-ray. The cover art on it looks awesome. I have a poster of the cover art. I would say that the cover art is easily the best thing about this movie. And um, it just, yeah, you know, everything else is just... Mm. And then after I watched it, I was like, you know, over on the side, it said extras. And I was like, maybe they'll have some production stuff. Maybe they'll have like a making of or maybe some of the people that were involved with making the movie or something like that talking about how they're so happy it's finally getting a United States release or something like that. And it's like, nope, nope, the extras are, here's the trailer for it. Here's some other kaiju trailers that SRS does, and that, that's about it. But, you know, that's not me bad-mouthing SRS. That's, you know, I've got nothing but positive things to say about SRS Cinema. I love the selection of films that they have and all of that, and I've, I've done business with them for quite some time. And... You know, I've bought t-shirts from them, I've bought movies from them. I've bought movies that I already owned just so I could get the poster that comes in with the movie. Like, I mean, like, so I definitely am not bad-mouthing SRS cinema. Like, I love SRS and I love what they do and all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, guys, that pretty much does it. Um, I don't have a lot of positive things to say about this movie. Now, mind you, I might revisit it one day in the future, like if I ever do rewatch it and if I have a different opinion on it, you know, I'll, I'll probably rewatch it or something like that and do another episode. But as of right now, don't necessarily have a lot of positive things to say about the movie. And yeah, <laughs> that, that, that pretty much does it. So I'm sorry that you guys pretty much got a very dud episode today. Just listening to me complain about this film, but you know, it is what it is. I wish it was different. I wish I enjoyed it more, but uh, I can't. As of right now, it is literally at the bottom of the barrel for, like, on my list of kaiju films. So, with all of that said, next week, it's going to be time for the big birthday episode of Zilla Gamer that I promised a couple of weeks ago. I will be doing, it will be released on the 30th for his birthday and it's going to be Godzilla Final Wars. This is a fan favorite. A lot of people really enjoy this um, this this Godzilla film, this kaiju film and all of that. It's one of the ones that I kind of have a love-hate relationship with because I think the kaiju stuff is pretty pretty awesome. A lot of the human drama is pretty dull and boring, in my opinion. And there are some ridiculous moments in the film. Uh, and I'll, I'll go on ahead and say one of them is whenever uh, Anguirus is pretty much being kicked around like he's a soccer ball. And Godzilla actually does a dive to try and block him from getting past him in the same way that like a goalie for a soccer team would do. So, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, there. there's ridiculous things like that. But it also does have like one of my favorite incarnations of Ghidorah which is called Kaiser Ghidorah. We get to see pretty much the most awesome version of Gigan that's ever existed is in this film. 
And so, yeah, I'm very excited to rewatch Final Wars and get to that for Zilla Gamer's birthday. So, again, happy birthday, buddy. And I'll tell you that again next week whenever I go to do this film. So, alrighty, guys, that pretty much does it. Uh, check me out on all of my social medias on Facebook. I'm Kaiju Carnage, a Godzilla slash King Kong podcast. And I also have a Godzilla Ultima fan page. And then on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, I am Cal the Kaiju Guy. I appreciate any support. Please go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. Check out some of my videos, my unboxings that I've done, and all of that kind of stuff. I would very much appreciate it. Um... You know, you guys, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for sticking with me uh, on my little kaiju journey that I do and all of that kind of stuff. So I'll be doing Final Wars next week. And then after that, I'll probably go ahead and tell you, I'm probably going to go ahead and wrap up the Gamera franchise, the Showa era Gamera franchise with uh, the final Showa era Gamera film. And I, I say that because I'm kind of in a Gamera mood right now. I actually uh, just ordered, and it's to be delivered today at the time of this recording, a Bandai uh, figure of Gamera. This will only be like my fourth Gamera figure that I have, and one of my more larger Gamera figures that I have. So I'm very much looking forward to getting my hands on that. So, alrighty guys, again, thank y'all. We'll catch y'all next time. This is Cal the Kaiju Guy, signing out.